Hello everyone, this is Vince, and I just want to say thank you for listening to our experimental little project as we begin the fourth and final episode of Tabletop Tag. We know that this sort of just ends, there's no real good end point, uh, that's because we never got to finish this project, and it's something we do hope to go back to in the future, but uh, in the meantime, we had it in the can, and there was a content gap for starring D&D Grandma, and we didn't want to just have nothing go up in the feed, so we thought we would share this with you and see what you all thought. Uh, tell us what you thought. Tweet us, email us, uh, let us know if you liked it, didn't like it, what you'd do different. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on it, because it is definitely something we want to try again in the future. Before we get into it, I just want to remind everyone, uh, for those of you who wish to, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash dndgrandma. You can always tweet us at dndgrandma. Or send us an email at uh, dndgrandma at gmail.com. Also, for those of you who listen in iTunes, anyone who gives us a five-star rating in iTunes, we will um, we will read that live on the show. Just as a little extra added incentive for anyone out there who feels uh, so inclined to give us a five-star rating, which really does help us out. Uh, helps us jump to the top of their lists and makes us more searchable and just gets us out to more people so more people can listen to us and enjoy the same content that you enjoy. And on that note, I will let you enjoy this current content. And um, as we begin episode four of Tabletop Tag and starting ne- this coming Sunday... December 1st, we will be going back into Starring D&D Grandma. So, thank you, and enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome to Tabletop Tag. This week we are starting off sitting at a lovely breakfast table and having a nice conversation with this mysterious man, Cuthbert, and he is explaining to us the wonders of his home, We are a little disgruntled because we just had a little altercation with a beast made of gold and jewels that we found in his basement, and we're a little bit taken aback and frustrated with him, and we kind of scolded him and said, you sit down and you answer our questions. (laughs) So that's kind of where we're starting from. Am I missing anything? We leveled up, right? We're all leveled up. We all leveled up. Yep, we leveled up. So now we're all 12. Yeah. I think we all just took feats, right? No, I took the de- I took a dex bump. I got my oh. dex to 20. Oh, that's right, because you had more things going in. Yep, right? yep. Got it. I took Warcaster. Laura, what'd you take? Warcaster. Yeah, come on. It's a, it's a smart choice for casters, man. That's I like, concentrate yeah. way too much. Yeah, to it's, have it's to, one like, of the better feats for a caster. Be it really is. It. So, um, just as a disclaimer to my... my party here. I couldn't possibly write down all the answers to all of your questions. So right now I'm just trying to get myself in the mind of this character and you ask me what it is and we will write it down and that will be the truth. How's that? <laughs> that's sort of the idea. Yeah, that's going to be his truth. I kind of know who he is, but if you ask a question that I don't have written down here, we're just going to have to make it up as we go. All right. All right. So what is the capital of Assyria? <laughs> do not know <laughs> now I'm not good at voices so I know that you gave him this voice <laughs> I can't do it okay what are your questions <laughs> you want to lead Bronco you want me to you go first what's with the number one it's a good solid number the world is made up of ones and zeros and combinations of such and I thought it makes sense. 
it shows strength and positivity and everyone can recognize it in any language i guess i buy that there's nothing specifically magical about it i just like the number i want to know why you're a kleptomaniac i don't consider it a kleptomaniac what like do you consider yourself? I think that I enjoy finding precious things and sometimes keeping them for myself and creating this large collection of beautiful things that I enjoy. Uh, have you ever seen such a collection of beautiful things? Ask me anything, you can find it here. I would like to know of all of the famous tinker artifacts that you have stolen from my clan, the Novikovs. You take these things from us, they're, they're precious to our, our history and our culture, and you don't think that, you know, we would have wanted to keep them? You certainly didn't pay us for them. Well, I traveled the world on the hest of people who might have hired me, or possibly asked me to retrieve specific items, and Sometimes I was pretty sneaky about it and took some stuff, but sometimes, you know, I was paid handsomely for it. So, so you're basically like a super thief kind of, yeah. What the hell am I doing here? You stole from her, and I point to mm-hmm. Bronca. You mm-hmm. stole from her, and I point to Veneer. I don't think I steal from uh, yeah. oh. What the hell am I doing here? went to people who helped me. I don't remember this young lady here with the teal skin. And he's pointing to Veneer. He doesn't remember her. And I think you guys might remember that when she was not invited, she stole a letter mm. from somebody else. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she, she was, was not invited. So, that's right. There were things in my life that I maybe did wrong and I try to do right by them, but I really don't remember sending those letters. I have no idea what those letters are. Well, then we're in a bit of a pickle, because we have letters notarized that uh, we have ownership of this establishment. Well, I I believe we can handle that by going to the local court and getting them to dismiss those letters. Those are contingent upon my death, is that not correct? Which is exactly what happened in what we got And here I am. So if I'm standing in front of you, those letters are null and void. Cool. Give her back what you stole, give Veneer back what you stole, and we'll be on our way. Again, I didn't steal anything. I was hired to do a job by a benefactor of some sorts, and I completed them. While I was on my travels, I picked up beautiful things along the way and brought them back here. Picked up beautiful things that did not belong to you. Now, I believe I visited your tribe many years ago, and maybe those were a gift to me. Maybe they weren't. What benefactor? Different employers along the way. Are you an adventurer? Yes, some people called me that. I would take contracts to recover or steal specific items, maybe, but it was always bringing it back to the rightful owners. Mm, no, not in my case. And you had what proof that these people were the rightful owners? Well, furthermore, what people are we talking about? You still look at your home. You were not the rightful owner of any of this. You kept it. I maybe was gifted some of it. I was given some items. And, you know, I inherited a lot. in the basement and a genie in your music parlor. What'd you call the demon in the basement? What was his name? I think George. George. George was a good friend of mine. 
Is that why you kept him prisoner? He the was not prisoner. Guy? He was a, was. He is a good friend of mine. And as soon as I can figure out what spell to use, I will give it back to you. Or was George was George what I named the treasure monster? That's what well, I the thought. The treasure monster. Is okay. George. That's what I was asking. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. George. Yeah, 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 I think the other thing was George. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about the demon in the basement. Oh. Not in the cave. I named him something different than what you named him. Go with your name. We're still learning. We're still learning. We're still trying to piece it all together. <laughs> Go with your name. I believe that I did keep things for the safety of others. The demon was doing a lot of very treacherous things, trying to start a war <clears throat> of the hells. And I did my best to fix that. And... The djinn was very dangerous, and I kept him here to protect him from others. And my house was perfectly fine and suitable, and was it's kept away from the world. And just because you guys are here doesn't mean you can make judgments and assumptions on the things that I own in my own home. I would yeah, like... Yeah, except it's not your own home, you're dead. I am not dead, I'm clearly sitting in front of you. Yeah, except to the rest of the world, and legally, you're dead. I believe that the proof of my walking out of this house will show everybody that I am not dead. So here's the thing. You died, and you left this house with no one who had any knowledge of what was in it, of a dangerous collection with dangerous creatures, and we came in to try to sort and evaluate and retrieve belongings that are important cultural finds for our people. So you don't really get to be mad that we're here or that we've accidentally killed your pets because as far as I'm concerned, you know, we were thrown into this without having any knowledge of what was going on and you should have had an apprentice or somebody who could have filled us in properly. That's fair. I'll give you that. That's fair. At this point, Veneer speaks up Mm. and... Veneer speaks to him and says an explanation of the crystal coves and how they are disintegrating because of what he did by stealing this item. Okay. This, uh, this essentially this stone of purity. Mm-hmm. And she gets pretty heated and kind of argues with him. But he just responds saying, I don't remember why I would have stolen that item. I remember being in the city. I remember fighting with the people within that city. And I know that there was a very, there is a very influential person who lives in the mountains at the top of this mountain. There are certain iron deposits that were affecting the water quality of the mountain lake that's up in the volcano area of this mountain. And the best that I can say is that there's a possibility someone would have taken it there. If you'd like to go, I can give you something that would help you on your travels. What if we made you come with us? I'm retired, I like to stay home. I'd like to make the obligatory, how full of shit is he inside (laughs) world? Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, go ahead. I believe every word. Yeah, I believe every word. No one has ever told me the truth more than Cuthbert. (laughs) Because that's a natural one. (laughs) Um, I believe him more than my own mother. uh, Yeah, he's he's 
speaking his truth, essentially. You know, everyone has their own truth. He's speaking his, and that's kind of how you're you're getting it. Is that he he <clears throat> believes he's right. He believes he's good. So, if we if went you... into this volcanic mountain of terror, oh, there's could... no fire. It's water. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have misheard you. It's a dormant volcano that has now filled up with water. And you're thinking this could be where Venia's crystal is? There's a possibility. I mean, I knew that there was an issue there for a while, and I didn't know what to do or how to do it. I remember that vaguely. All right. We'll we'll come back to that. uh What about Bronco's item? Where would that be? No, I just want anything that's... From you know the gypsy tinkers. I thought you were after a specific artifact. Not a specific that, one. Okay. Just, you know, here to reclaim items. Here to reclaim any specific I might have been items. Combining your stories together. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's okay. I mean, there's lots of things here. Okay, I want them. Well, I don't know. Maybe tell me how you plan to use them. I want to return them to our tribe. Like for example, this, and I point to my locket. Oh, that is beautiful. And he lights up and he tries to touch it. Nope. I don't think so. I would keep those hands to yourself if I were you, sir. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I think that there are maybe some misunderstandings sometimes. You know, I'm just trying to do what's best and what's right for the world. And sometimes, you know, people misunderstand and misconstrue. Sometimes these artifacts are way too powerful. Well, I would like the artifacts, and I would like to... And what makes you different from me? What makes you different from me? Aren't you stealing them from me? Why would you... you are the original thief. But what claim do you have over them? They belong to my people. I'm going to be returning them to our tribe, the tribe that created them in the first place and designed them for our use. Well, I suppose we can address that at a later time. You're not the rightful owner of these. I don't believe that you are either. I just said that I was. You didn't create them with your own hands. You didn't design them. But they were passed down in our our tribe, and they belong to us. I can show you what I have, and we can discuss it further. Okay. First, I'd like to show you what I have. I do have some items. If you're interested in going into the water, you're going to love them. They're so very interesting. I've spent a lot of time collecting them. But every time I need to go into a watery area, I would always go and get my underwater gear. So if you'd like, I can show you where that is. Vanilla, this is going to, I turn to Vanilla, mm. this is potentially going to recover your item. Yes, and I'm very anxious to do so. I would like to see what he has. I follow you. What, are, do you agree? Yeah. Okay. I'm in. So right now, he's going to start walking through the house. Like <clears throat> I do, I'm going to say he's going to walk past two rooms. So roll me two perception checks. Okay. A 14, oh, and a 24. 24. Okay. I'm assuming that you're still looking for trinkets, yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything that looks like it's made from a tinker from the Novikov tribe. Okay. There is, as you're walking past one of the rooms, remember I described your room that everything was like square? Uh-huh. There's yeah. like towers of stuff that's all like square and everything. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that as you're walking past, you're really trying to look in these rooms, like, you know, you're just following him, but you're, like, trying to focus in these different rooms. And out of the corner of your eye, you see a small box 
-huh. maybe about five by five by five, like a little cube. Uh -huh. And it looks pretty plain and innocuous, uh -huh. but innocuous. But there is um, one little gear, tiny little gear right on the front of it where the lock would be. Okay. Do you walk over? Yeah, I, I, I want to do it like um, stealthily though. So I'm going to stealth check. It's 16. Okay. I'm going to roll a perception check for him. Just a 14. So you got oh. a 16? Yeah, I got a 16. Okay. I'm just doing the straight die because I didn't actually create him oh, yet. Got it. Okay, so he doesn't notice. Okay. You're going to just sneak in the room and yeah. grab the box. Yeah, just sidestep it and see if, I mean, I have my adventures pack, right? So uh -huh. if I can pocket it. Okay. Yeah. It, it's like a little cube, so you're going to try to, like, shove it in your bag real fast. Basically. And okay. I'm not going to do anything else to it. I just want to hold on to it for a little bit. I'll I try to identify it later. Okay. I saw her do it. You saw her do it? Okay, I'll do it for veneer, too. 24 oh, percent. Jesus. Veneer has no idea what's going on. She's very determined. She's following him, wants to know what's I'm going on. I'm not stopping her. If I see her doing it, I'm just like, <laughs> I just I just smirk and keep on moving. Okay. So you're just pocketing this box. I'm just saying it's a square little box. Okay. Okay. So he keeps walking and he walks up to these glass doors. As we're walking. Okay. Primeval awareness. And I am laser focused on him. I'm just going to uh, expend a first level spell slot to do it. So for one minute, I can sense with up to uh, a mile of me, aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiend, and undead. Within a mile. Shit, I gotta go look at something. It's within a mile. So if whatever that is is further away than a mile, I wouldn't sense it. Basically, I want to see if Cuthbert's undead. I don't, I wasn't considering him undead. Okay. Or celestial or fiend. I'm just saying. It's not about what you can. It's at this moment, whatever you say is the truth. So, okay. That's I fine. wasn't going to. I wasn't going to make him anything. Okay, that's 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 fine. Then he isn't. So, he walks up to. Is there anything else you guys want to do before we walk in this? Mm -mm. Room? I'm letting Veneer and Bronco well, leave this. I don't really. I don't really trust what's going on. I think I am going to do like my usual like protection thing. I think I'm going to cast. Contingency, and I'm gonna put my sphere in it. Okay. My protection sphere. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good idea. Yeah. And I'm just gonna say that the trigger is um, if myself or an ally is attacked, but the ally has to be attacked within 10 feet of me because the fear won't protect them unless they're within 10 feet. Got and it. And I don't wanna trigger it for no reason. So if me or an ally in 10 feet of me is attacked, then, then your sphere off. goes off. Then okay. the sphere goes off, yeah. Okay. Globe of invulnerability. Okay, you might need to remind me of that, um, okay. the details of that. So okay. I'll, I'll ask you for that later. So, okay. So to, just to reiterate, since we leveled, we all are full hit points, full spells, full everything, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. if, we level, if we leveled up, yeah. So he's going to walk over to these very large glass doors. And they're interesting because they're glass doors, but they're completely darkened on the other side. They're very dark, and you don't see any light or anything coming through them. It's almost like they've been painted from the other side. Very, very dark. Okay. I'm just going to keep talking until you guys interrupt me. So if there's ever a moment, you just... Got it. Mm -hmm. So he's going to walk over 
and he's gonna go where is that key where's that key and he's searching his pockets and i think at this point veneer has the keys right yeah so she'll hand them over and i'll just be like see you were dead i'm just gonna keep rubbing it in because he doesn't believe us no he's never gonna give in so he he's very taken aback Mm -hmm. oh okay he goes he takes the key opens the door and um, he takes the keys and he puts them back in his pocket. Uh, no. You're going to hand those back to Veneer. Well, they're my keys and they're my home. They're not your keys anymore. Yeah, you're dead. You're going to hand those back to Veneer. I don't want to cause an argument now, but I think that I have been very generous. And I've given you breakfast and I've let you stay in my home. I haven't kicked you out. Mm-hmm. I think that I've been more than generous. But this is my house for the time being. Keeping the keys. And he goes to push the door open. I just reach out and grab, him, grab his collar and pull him back. He doesn't want to start an argument. I'm not trying to cause damage. It's just sort of like, ah, 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 ah. I'm trying to do one of those. Okay. He doesn't want to start an argument. So he takes the keys out and he puts them on a pile of books across the hall and says, we'll leave them there. How's that? I look at Veneer and Bron- I look at Veneer and Bronco. I'm like, you all right with that? No, I'm Look, we brought this guy back from the dead, but he's a real pain in the ass. He has no remorse for what he's done. He's a thief. He he, he keeps saying people, air quotes around that, um, keep hiring him to, to go around and steal things, but it, it's all still here in his house. Mm. There's no benefactors. There's no, you know what I mean? He's just, he's taken all of this for himself. And it's a very dangerous collection all in one place. Fair points all around. We're going to allow him to keep it and operate it and lock us out of areas that so that we don't know what's going on? Fair points. Veneer? Veneer says, I think that he's right. I think that in this moment that it's his house, and I think we should all respect that. Cuthbert turns around and says, thank you, and walks to the doors. Veneer is going to try to do a sleight of hand check to grab the keys. Can I distract him and give her advantage? Sure. So I need to roll a perception check for him, right? You would roll a perception check for him and sleight of hand uh, with advantage for her. With advantage, right? Because I'm going to help her by trying to distract him if I see her going for the keys. Yeah, that's good. Um, Yeah, she got it. 19 on the die. He only got an 11. Awesome. So she grabbed the keys very gently and very gently put them back into her pocket. I distracted him by putting my arm around him and trying to turn him away from Veneer. Like, you know what? Maybe you have a point. It is your house, and I don't want to intrude. Okay. Um, And I wink at Veneer. Thank you very much. Okay. So, before we walk in this door, I'd like to tell all of you to be very gentle. I have some things in here that are very, very carefully, you know, you don't want to hurt them or injure them in any way. And he very gently nudges the door, and it's completely overgrown with vines. Mm-hmm. Vines are essentially like in a net holding the door closed. And he just sticks his hand in and lifts the vines and says, Okay, okay, budge up, budge up. And he's able to push his way through, and it's like he's talking to the vines. Mm-hmm to let him through and after a little while he's able to squeeze the door open a little bit now you don't really see the vines moving at all at this point Mm -hmm. but he is able to readjust them and Mm -hmm. and open the door 
about two feet. And he says, okay, come with me. It, it's pretty heavy and I'm going to need some help. Do you guys all follow him? Sure. Okay. What else do I got going on? <laughs> so he's going to sneak through the door and you guys are going to follow. And when you walk into this room, you can tell that it's a solarium. It is a very large room, very high ceiling, and it is overgrown with ivies and vines and plants. And it doesn't really look like there's a lot of room to walk or move. You get that musty smell, like um, when you're in an inside, like, uh, zoo or something like that. Like you get this musty smell, kind of dirty. Can I run a nature check on the plants just to see if I um, recognize any of them as dangerous or anything like that? Okay, maybe not nature, maybe history. History? Um, I don't know what plants you've seen in your life. Okay. Why can't I add 13 plus 9? 13 plus 9. 22? Yeah, there you go. How do I know that? <laughs> I can't. Uh, my brain's not. Itching. So 13 plus 9. Okay, so 22. You recognize that there are some very interesting plants here from really all over, because you've traveled a lot, yeah. and you recognize, like, that plant only grows in this type of climate, and that one only grows in this type of climate, and you see that, like, he's really been all over the world right now, and with such a high perception check, I'm going to say... I'm sorry. Are you approaching the plants, like, getting closer to them to examine them? Uh, yeah, I'm getting close. I don't think I would be touching enough to touch them. Yeah, but I see you like approaching them. Yeah, like I'm just kind of well. They're really all over. You're walking through almost like a tunnel of stuff. Yeah, There's a lot I of stuff. I want to know like what's there, what I can see. You know, I are will, any of them dangerous? Is really what I wanted to know. None of them are, are harmful, right? I no. will touch the back. Uh, I will touch Bronca's back and cast protection from poison. Okay. For the next hour. You have advantage on saving throws against poison and resistance to poison damage. Okay. And sure enough, yeah. you do see these huge, huge white flowers. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, it looks like, um, like it has like a deep, deep section of it. And you see these little tiny yellow things coming out. And you know that if you were to even touch this thing that you would get <clears throat> rashes on your hands and you've seen people of your tribe do that by accident mm -hmm. and you know that it's a poisonous flower and it's this large long white flower and it's opened like this big it's, it's open like a 10 inches like a 10 inch plate mm -hmm. and you see like two of them as you're walking past so you wow. know that like again here we go with this guy he's up to no good and he thinks everything's fine yeah. But it's dangerous. Yeah, I'm starting to think this guy has a couple of screws loose because you wouldn't keep this dangerous plant in your home for no reason. Like, why does he have it? This guy's got all are sorts of dangerous shit loud? for no reason. Are you, just, you, like, walking behind him? Are you saying it out loud? Are you talking to him? I don't know him? how far we're assuming he is ahead of me, but I was talking to to You are talking to, to him. Cronin. And you're yeah. no notifying him of the poisonous flowers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so now you recognize them as well, and you see them, and as you're walking, like, uh, you... Roll me a perception check. Me? Yeah. 18. Okay, you actually see another one. She points one out to you, and you go, oh, yeah, there's one over there, too. So you see, like, three of them right now, and they're pretty big, pretty big flowers compared to the rest of the room. 
Mm, no good. No. So I don't now like this. I'm gonna say this room itself is like 50 feet. It's long and narrow, and it goes way far back. So you're walking in very over cover, almost like jungle-like, right? Because it's all over the place. Yeah. I'm assuming you guys are going very carefully because now that you see these flowers, you're like, oh, what else is in here, right? So as you're walking through, it kind of opens up into like a bigger area where you have maybe about 20 feet to walk freely. And in the center of that, there is a water fountain. It's this large water fountain, and Cuthbert's on the far end of it. And he is, he is trying to look through the water, and he's looking through to see what he can find. And as he's doing that, he's talking to you, but not really looking at you Mm -hmm. and going, see how beautiful it is. See, these are all the things that live in here. I don't want you to harm any of them. They are all very precious to me. I've collected them from all over the place. You have to be very gentle. Now here, young man, come and help me lift this. So as you walk over to him, in the water, you see a chest just under the water, maybe about five, five or six inches under the water. There's a chest. Okay. And now he is going to reach in to try to grab this chest and pull it out. I'll help him. Okay. As you reach the water in, you feel a tugging on your ankles. But we had to step in. You know, not in the water. You're, you're still on the stone of okay, the room. Reaching you're reaching over, into okay. a fountain. Oh, shit. So you stepped, you're, you're stepping through everything very carefully. And you feel this, like, tugging on your ankle. And you realize one of the vines is tightening on your ankle. I'm going to cut the vine off. Okay. Uh, roaming air attack. 26. Definitely hits. No hunter's mark or nothing yet. So just uh, eight damage. Eight damage. It cuts off. But as you do that, the other axe. you see when you slice it, like for instance, if you were to cut something in the yard, like you would see just kind of like like a white liquid or like a mm-hmm. sap or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah. This you see this like oozing dark green liquid that comes out. And you hear way far in the distance, kind of up above your head, mm-hmm. you hear and then at that point, you see a whole bunch of those big poisonous flowers kind of surround you, all like like satellite dishes stare at you. Cuthbert, what the fuck? I told you not to hurt anything, didn't I tell you? And as he says that, a huge thing comes whipping out at him and grabs him around the waist, pulls him back, and covers his mouth. Oh, no, 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 we're all done with him. I'm going to cut him free. Roll initiative. Of course. What did you get? Twelve. Twenty. Okay. You go first. Then somebody who you don't know is going to go second. And then you go third. And then Veneer will go fourth. All right, guys. So we already did this vine that came out and constricted him around the side. And he's pulling you out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I'm going to say is that now you get to go, Conan. Do I now? Well, that's that's a lot of fun. We are going to bonus action, Hunter's Mark. 
the, 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 the whatever it is it's trying to carry Cuthbert away. It's a really thick vine that's maybe, I want to say, five inches in diameter. Let me make sure that I can hunter's mark. A vine. Plants. <laughs> I, I think I can. I don't think it's specific, like, uh, choose a creature you can see within range. Our I mean, it's technically a beast. It's technically a beast? Okay, then yeah, it works. I'll huh. tell you what I did just because I don't, don't want to. to be confused. You don't have to. You can just say Hunter's Mark works. Okay, Hunter's Mark works. Okay, cool. Plus one hand axe. And, uh, yep, yeah, twice. Plus one hand axe twice. Okay. I can't bonus action offhand attack because I did the mark of the hunter. 26 and 16. To hit? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, 19. I'm sorry. 26 and 19. Okay. Both hit? Both hit. 26. Damage? Yeah. Okay, it's still going. Okay. All right, so next is going to be another whipping vine, and it's going to come out, and it's going to try to whip at Veneer, and it's going to try to do this slash to her, and she's going to try to put her arms up. I'm going to trust my party to be able to deal with it. Oh, I think it got her. Yep, it got her. So she is going to take nine damage to Veneer. Yeah, so she just got smacked. And next is going to be a creature you don't know yet. So that's just happening in the background. Okay. 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 Um, the next thing that happens is Rocka. Okay. I'm assuming that I'm pretty far from them, right? He walked down the hallway to go to the... When well, he was asked for help. I just need to know if I'm in 10 feet of him. So what I did was the doors were at the end of this long room. So this uh -huh. room, let's say, is, um, I said 50 feet. And it's narrow, so let's say it's um, 50 by 30 feet, okay? Uh -huh. And you're walking... And um, you were walking through this, like, almost, like, hall that was covered with vines, okay? Mm -hmm. And then it opens up into this, like, 20-foot radius, and it's a sphere that is circled around a water fountain. Okay. Okay? And but he is on the far side of the water fountain, and Cuthbert it was kind of pulled back to one of the walls. Veneer is on the other side of the room. And you tell me where you are. Okay. So this would be Cronin here. Okay. This yeah. is Veneer. Okay. And then this is Cuthbert. Okay. And oh. the vines are kind of coming out from essentially all over right Technically, now. Technically, I ran okay. to Cuthbert because I was trying to cut him out. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. All right. So my globe hasn't gone off yet. Nobody's attacked you yet. Nobody's attacked me yet. Okay. Okay. I'll do True Strike and then I'll cast Dragon Breath in Acid. Nice. And I'll stay where I am. Unless I'm not within 15 feet. Am I at 15 feet of Cuthbert? I would say you're about 15 feet away. You'd have to maybe move an extra foot or so over that way. Okay. I just want to be just within range. Okay. So you are going to move a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. So within 15 feet. Perfect. Okay. So as you're standing there, you also see a large poisonous flower that you've already recognized starts coming out I mean it has slow movement because it is a vine so it's got slow movement so it's coming out and you see 
like three or four that you've already identified are kind of coming out and like satellite dishes coming toward you. So I'm gonna say that there are, let me see, how many flowers? Okay, bring it on. So there's a whole bunch of flowers now, you can't even count them, and they're all pointing at you. And I'm gonna say at least two or three are really creeping, creeping up next to all three of us. Okay, but they're not actually gonna attack this round. Now we're going to Veneer. So I apologize because I was looking. But I am going to say Veneer is going to take out her giant scorpion and cast giant insect and put him on the floor and back up closer to the water. Okay. Okay? So she's going to put her huge scorpion on the ground and hope that... Hope that he takes care of it for her because he's a little freaked out. So my scorpion is going to jump up and he is going to go straight at one of those poisonous flowers. And he is going to try to jump up and... Oh, he misses. Where is he? And I backed up this way and you backed up that way. And that's my whole turn. And now we're going to go back to the top of the order with Cronin. Okay, uh, Hunter's Mark is still running, so I'm just going to start cutting the same thing I'm attacking. Twice with the plus one hand axe. That is a 12 and a 23. To hit, I'm sorry, what? Whatever's the same vine? Hold, the same vine, whatever's holding Cuthbert. A 12 and a 23 to hit? Yeah. The 12 just hits, so go ahead. All right, now that answers that question. Mm-hmm. Nice, that, that makes me happy. 26, another 26 damage. Another 26 damage. Yeah. He's still holding him? He, he's still holding him. Bonus action, uh, moon-touched hand axe. That is a 22. Nine. Nine more. Nine more. He's still up. Holy shit! You think one more hit might kill him. Okay, next is the vine, which is going to, at this point, he is going to take Cuthbert and squeeze him and i'm conflicted okay so all of a sudden you see another incredibly thick vine that is coming out and it's going right for veneer and it is trying to wrap veneer up and it is going to try to make an attack to her oh it got her so it's actually coming out and it's scooping her up by the the legs, like around the calves. Oh, no, sorry, around the thighs, and it's starting to squeeze on her right now. And she takes. Oh, so Veneer takes an additional six damage. Okay, and that is that guy's turn, and now it goes to another creature which you don't know yet. And then it goes over to the other little thin vine that was whipping at Veneer before. And at this point, you're gonna see three vines are making their way over to Bronca, and they're all gonna get up and go slash, slash, slash. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I think that's two hits and a miss. What is your AC, please? 21, if I should use my shield. If you use your shield? Yeah. I think I'm still above that. I think I'm 23 to hit you on two of them. Okay. Two of the vines. Okay. So that is going to be a doozy. All right. That is, that is 15 damage to you. 
and it is your turn. You have three vines right in your face that all just tried to slash you. Okay. Can I hit them with one attack? Did your bubble go off? Yeah, probably. What does that do? I am invulnerable to spells casted at level five or below. Okay. That's what it is? I'm almost positive that's what it is. Okay. It's a ten foot radius. It's like a shimmery bubble thing. If somebody's in my bubble, it also affects them. Yeah, fifth level or lower cast from outside the barrier can't affect creatures or objects within it, even if the spell is cast using a higher level spell slot. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Such a spell can target creatures and objects within the barrier, but the spell has no effect on them. Similarly, the area within the barrier is excluded from areas of affected by such spells. Very cool. Okay, so now what do you want to do? Is it three vines that are, like, far from each other? Or if I hit a 15-foot cone, do I hit You'll get all of them. Yep. Okay. Okay, so I roll with advantage because I have two strike. I'm going to say, just to help you out, roll me a quick perception check as you're casting your spell. Okay. Uh, 21. So as you're trying to hit these three vines, you realize that if you just twist a little bit, Uh you might get two of the poisonous flowers, too. Oh, okay. Okay, and you're going to do like a burning hands thing? Is that what you said? No, I'm going to spit acid. Oh, shit. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Dragon's Um, breath? Dragon breath, yep. Dex save. Yeah, it's a save. Dex save. Okay, so I said two flowers and three vines, right? Uh, So one is a complete fail, 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 and a nat 20. Clearly dragon's breath was the way to go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So please roll me damage. It is nine damage. You have killed two vines and two flowers. Okay. It was a casual 40 damage. Okay. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So now the flowers. The one flower that's still standing Mm -hmm. that got the the save, he was able to like twist out of it. Mm -hmm. Now that flower is coming over to you and it's going to try to bite you. So as it's come, its big flower petals are coming toward you, mm-hmm. you see that little thing that was on the inside, mm-hmm. and it looks almost like um, little tentacles that would be like, oh, those are, no- those are lovely, they're full of pollen. It's actually kind of coming out as if it is teeth at okay. this point, and it's trying to latch onto your arm at this point. Okay. So now that is going to be a roll to hit for this ugly flower. Oh, would a 10 hit ya? Dang it! If these poison flowers don't get anybody, I'm going to be so upset. You have no idea. I think you might need to start getting yourself ready to be upset. Oh, man. Okay. So that was 3A, and then 4 is Veneer. She is technically grappled and can't do much. So Scorpion is going to go first. Scorpion is going to try to attack. He's going to do a multi-attack. He gets three attacks, two with his claws and one with his sting. And he is trying to go after some of the flowers that he sees. Oh, no. He's going to come over to Mommy, and he's going to try to attack the vine. That's two hit. It's one hit and two. And, oh, my God. I'm just going to say the claw attacks. Oh, no. That's actually two hits. I'll say they're both claws. And that is going to be two D8s. Eight and a seven. Jeez Louise. That's some good damage right there to my other constrictor and veneer's gonna try to break that hold oh she does not 
All right, guys. It goes back to Cronin. All right. Plus one hand eggs on the fucking thing that's holding Cuthbert. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, 17. To hit? Yeah. No, no, 17 damage. Oh, it's dead dead. It's dead dead? It is. Dead dead daddy. Who's currently being held? Veneer or Bronca? Veneer is being held. Bronca just killed a bunch of shit, but is now staring smack in the face to a big flower. Oh, fuck. Can I get to either one of them? Yes. So you're kind of over here by Cuthbert. Brock is actually very close to you. I'd probably go to her first. Yeah. Now, if you also kind of, like, take a look, there's other vines and there's other flowers that are also making their way to her. My, my, yeah, then I'm just gonna, I don't know who to switch Hunter's Mark to next. So, Veneer's actually being grappled, right? But she's being grappled, but she has a scorpion that's taking bites and claw marks out of the vine. Just in case the thing that's grabbed her has pulled her away. Mm. is starting to pull her away. I'm going to Hunter's Mark that thing, just so if it takes her out of the picture, I know where it is. Okay. And I'm going to run over to Bronca. Fuck Cuthbert. I'll just let him fall on the floor. And, uh... Two attacks. Uh, we're going to... Plus one hand axe, moon-touched hand axe. That is, uh... On one flower, that is a 29. To hit? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's called overkill. 11 damage. Okay, dead. And on the second one, that is oh, a, no, that's, a that's a 12. To yeah. hit? Yeah. Just hits. Okay. Seven damage. Dead. Nice. Okay. Now, that vine that's wrapped up with Veneer, it's actually now crushing her, and you hear Veneer yell out. And oh, shit. I might need to go over there. And it actually is starting to pull her very slowly, although she's trying to kick and that scorpion's still trying to take some bites, it's still, like, perfectly healthy and just pulling if, her down. If I have any movement left, I would use the rest of it to get closer to Veneer if I saw that. How much movement do you have? How, how, how much movement did well, that how many? How many feet do you actually have? 30? 30. Okay, so I'm going to say you moved 10 to there, and I'm going to say you can move an additional 20 over to her, but you can't do anything when okay, you get so there. Okay, so I'm probably here-ish. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So... I mean, Bronca took out four all by herself. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. I just took out two for her. I'm confident just she's all the right. way. Okay, and that's going to try. It's trying to drag her. But as it is, you can see it. Like, you know, like when you see a big muscle-bound guy, he looks muscly already, but now he's flexing. And it's like you can see and you can feel this. Like, right. Give me more to cut through. Yep. And it's trying to constrict her, oh, I'm which gonna, is going to be. I got something for it. That's an additional 10 damage to her. Now she's still okay, but her, she's feeling a lot of pain. And that is that guy's turn. Okay? So at this point, you hear that other, that, uh, that really creepy scream that you heard when you cut that first vine. Mm -hmm. Now, again, as you guys have been doing this, you're seeing this like blackness coming from them. And you see this like these dripping, and it doesn't look like a healthy plant here. It looks like something seriously sinister. And right as you are walking, like you, as you're standing there and you're walking over to her, you see this beast of something come from this other direction in the back of the room. And it looks like a humanoid, but it has like 
blackness in his skin and his hair is matted and disgusting and he's walking with a hunch and he just looks like this nasty hairy beast but it looks like his skin is the same sickish green color that is in all the plants that's kind of seeping out of them. Oh, lovely. And you can see he's so angry. It's like he's foaming at the mouth, and it's that same blackish green. Oh, even better. And it's kind of like, looks like it's been dripping down, and it's kind of like crusty. Oh, cool. This yeah. gets better and better. And he's carrying <clears throat> these, like, three flails with him, and he's lumbering over, and he's pretty big. He's pretty tall. I'll deal with you in a minute. Oh, you also see he's wearing chainmail. And yeah, he's got three flails and he looks pretty disgusting. Okay. Anywho's. So he starts lumbering over to you. Um, I'm going to say at this point, he's about 20 feet out from Cuthbert toward the back of the room. Um, let Cuthbert deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get veneer free. Cuthbert b- broke it. He can buy it. <laughs> okay, so that's him. So the next one is those little tiny itty bitty vines. At this point, you see another few of them come. You see two more wrap themselves around Cuthbert. Well, if you're actually looking, but uh, they son of do. a bitch, I just caught him free. They wrap around Cuthbert right at the throat, so he can't talk, and they are. They're, one one of them is pulling them back, and the other one makes a big slash in his leg. Oh, for the love of fuck. I thought these were his friends. Well, he, he doesn't know what's going on. I think we should all jump in the water and so have Bronca fireball the room. <laughs> uh, Bronca, you are up. Do you want to do that? <laughs> um, now, I think I'm going to... How far is he from me? This big lumbering bozo with the black ichor. He is, let's say, 35, 30, 35 feet away from you. Is there anything in my immediate area to attack? If I'm not mistaken, he killed the last two flowers that were right by you. So you could move without getting an opportunity attack. Mm -hmm. If you stay there, there probably will be more things coming out toward you. Does that make sense? As I'm right now standing there, is anything in my immediate area that is... Within five feet? No. Yeah, okay. I think I'm going to use my Scorching Ray all on him. Um, at second level or any higher? Mm, I guess I could do it at level four. Okay. Each one. Okay. Okay, so that is a 19, a 30, a 26, a 21... And a 17. All of them hit. Yeah, my spell class is an 11. So that's five attacks? Yeah. 10d6. 10d6. You fucking one-shot this guy. I'm a fucking killer. I'm a flail boy? A flail boy. 50. 50? Well, he's still standing. Jesus. Wow, that was a hell of a spell bar. Okay. Okay, you're three, right? Okay, so now the poisonous flowers are going to go. So as you're standing there walking over to her, you're going to see a very fast and nimble, like, creepy little flower try to sneak up and zap you right on your buttock. You're going to spit on it? Sure. All right. Okay. Poisonous flower. 
15. 15 to hit me? Doesn't hit me, but he should be rolling with disadvantage anyway. But it's okay. He didn't me. I give him the finger, and I keep moving. Man. <laughs> Pointless, damn, poisonous flowers. Uh, I give him the finger, insult his mother, and I keep running. Sounds good. Okay, now Veneer. So now Veneer is still tangled. She's very angry, but she... I'm going to roll her perception check. She's very perceptive, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so she hears these clanging and these footsteps from beyond, and she knows that there's no shit going down. And the scorpion is going to try one more time to break that vine with his tails and claw. So that's three attacks for the scorpion. Not 20, 18, and 14. Those all hit. So that is going to be four. I really got to name his scorpion. Shit pickle. No, I'm not going to name him Shit Pickle. It's 1d10. That's an additional 20 damage. 39. Oh, he's still alive. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he's still alive, but Scorpion did Mama proud, so he's okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. That was a crit. Additional 8. He's still alive. <laughs> Come on, Veneer. Put him down. Okay. So, <laughs> so she can hear all these clangings and she saw that incredible display of fire and she even though her legs are grappled and she can't move she's gonna lift up and go like this and she's gonna send a tidal wave that way or toward flail boy toward flail boy so that is 4d8 bludgeoning and he needs to do a dex save which i don't think he is sexy at all no he's not straight four that's terrible. But he's also knock prone. Oh, I might be changing direction. All right. So that's him. And at this point, it goes over to the whipping vines that are just still trying to slash at Cuthbert. And he's just sitting there taking it. Okay. He's flailing around like a little fish, but that's about it. All right. We'll heal him later. <laughs> okay. Back to Bronca. Oh, I didn't do Flail Boy. Did I do Flail Boy now? Okay, I only skipped him by one level. All right, so he's gonna try to stand up. Mm-hmm. So he's standing up, stretching. No, I would be next, but you didn't do Flail Boy, so it's fine. You didn't skip me. Okay, you got him. No, do Flail Boy. He, he didn't get stood up. That only takes half his movement. He still has his action. Oh, you're right. Okay, so he is going to run over to Bronca. He's got a lot of movement. All right. All right. He's going to go over to Bronca, and he has one flail in his arm. And Bronca needs to take a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And he's going to try to hit you. That was a 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Oh, no, wait. Do I see him trying to hit me? Yeah, he's going to come like, over and like wind up. He's kind of getting like a running start at me or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he rolls a two. Oh, like you don't need to do the saving throw. Divination. Wow. Divination. It only really works when you can see it coming. You know what I mean? Like you have to know he's going to Oh, no, it. he yeah. stomped right toward you. And he tried to, he took his flail and he went like this and he went. Nice. Okay. Now that's one. Okay, two more hits. 25 and a 26. 36. Did you add his modifier? Yeah, I did. Okay. 36. 36. Okay, that is what it is. 
I'll be there in the next oh, round. Oh, that's only one more. <sighs> okay. So I hit you both. Okay. I hit you both with my other flails. Yeah. You took 36 damage, okay. and you need to make a con saving throw. Yeah, 10. You are paralyzed. Okay. Until the end of your next turn. And now make a concentration check with advantage for your spells. Because you have Dragon's Breath running, right? You're good. All right, so that's him. Now I'm f- afraid I did skip you. I'm worried about that. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I took my turn last last round. All right, so he goes second. So second A was the whipping vines, which is what I did. So now we are on three, which is LJ. But I can't do anything. Yes, until the end then of your next turn. If you do that, you would have skipped me. That's what I said. Yeah. So if we're starting over at the top of the order, I missed I think, you. Which I think is where we should be. Then yes, I go. Okay, please go now. Okay, I think we were saying two different things. All right, so I'm going to run over Blanca. Okay. I can't move Hunter's Mark while this thing is still alive. So what I'm going to do is I am going to Slayer's Prey him. I'm going to use bonus action. I'm going to actually wait a minute. Hold on. That just gives me an extra D6 for the first hit. Yeah, but then it's the same thing. Oh, God, make a decision. I'm just gonna, shut up. I'm just going to run over and hit him three times. So, no Slayer's Prey. <laughs> so. Two shot. Uh, well, how, how hurt does he look? He looks yeah, decent, but he's still got a lot of energy. Okay. Two with the with the, the plus one hand axe. The, lo- the smaller one's a 20. I'm sorry, the lower of the The lower two. is the 20. The, yeah, they both hit. And the Moon Touch hand axe? I don't think so. 14. To hit? Yeah. His AC is 14. AC is 14, then I hit. Yeah, just hit. He's actually easy to hit. Then it's this plus 17. 26. That's my my number today. Damage? 26 damage, yeah. Okay, now he's looking pretty darn hurt. All right, so at this point, I already did the Constrictor one, right? And LJ just went. So the poison flowers, who are determined to hit something. So poison flowers are very angry at this point. And they are going to try to come over to Veneer. Because they just saw all that water that she conjured. Mm -hmm. And they are going to try to come up. And even though her legs are constricted, they're going to try to smack her right in the face with their their bitey little feet. (gasps) Oh! I think they got something. I think they got something. Yeah, they did. They just attacked your character, and you're so happy. I am very happy. They finally hit something. Mm. Okay, so I take 2d4 poison damage. Five. Yay. I just wanted one of them to bite something. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Damage. If you want to bite yourself in the face, this is D&D, and I can't stop it. All right, so now it's Veneer's turn. I am very angry that I just got bit in the face. It's very upsetting to me. You're very angry at yourself for biting yourself in the face. I am. Because we're sane. Yes, so then I'm going to, first I'm going to do the scorpion, and he's going to try to attack the vine one last time. Ooh, I think they all hit. I think Herschel. What do you think Herschel Come on, Herschel. Yes, all three hit. And that is going to be 2d8. 
eight and a nine, that's 17. And the sting is a D10. Yeah, he finally got that thing. So as it's sitting there, he takes one last big claw and he snaps that thing straight through and the vine releases veneer. Okay, is that thing dead? Yes. At this point, veneer is very happy and she's gonna take half of her movement to stand up and she is going to look over and say, thank you, buddy. And she is instead going to cast would hold person work because it's a humanoid? Yeah, if it says humanoid, yes. Okay. She is going to say, thank you, buddy. Drop, hold insect, giant insect, and cast hold person on this humanoid guy. Uh-huh. He needs to take a wisdom save. It's a 14. So that has to hit my DC. Yep. My DC is 17. He's held. So he is held. And that is her entire action. Back to the top of the order, Crowding. All right. Uh, well, I'm still in this thing's face, and it's held, giving me advantage. Correct. The thing died. Bonus action, switch Hunter's Mark to this. Correct. With advantage, plus one hand axe is a 26 to hit. 11 damage. And with advantage again, yep. 16 damage. To big guy. Yeah. What's that face for? You said 16 damage? On the second hit, yeah. Okay. 11 on the first, so 27 total. All right, I just want to make sure I'm doing all my math right. You dead. No shit. You're dead. Oh, good, fuck him. I even, like, upped his hit points. What's Cuthbert doing? Cuthbert's still there? The vines are still there. I'll stomp over to Cuthbert. I mean, I can't do anything. I've done all my attacks, but... I'm just going to begrudgingly stomp over to Cuthbert. I'm done. That's it? I, I can't do anything else. I already did, took my action. Okay. Action um, bonus action. All I have is movement. I'm going to use it to begrudgingly stomp over to Cuthbert. Have you killed two flowers, I think? All I right. got two flowers. I'm going to say at this point, it's only another two more flowers and the vines that are holding Cuthbert that are really left. So if you want to say we drop initiative and then at this point... That's your call, DM. If you just go over and, and once she recovers and once Veneer is standing there and she picks up her scorpion and if you're going to go over and just hack at those little vines, yeah, then that's it. Okay. What the fuck is with this? Look what you did to my beautiful, beautiful collection of flowers. Ah! A smack. <laughs> yeah, your friend... Who the hell was that guy? Barry. Look at him. Can you heal him? No. We can, but we're not going to. Barry just tried to kill me. Uh, at this point, Veneer's going to step up, and she's going to say, I can heal. And she's going to... Veneer. And she's going to look at you and say, trust me. And she's going to do mass cure wounds. Did you take any damage? No. Okay. <laughs> then Cuthbert... Bronca and Veneer are going to heal. And I have to remember how many cure wounds that is. Mass cure wounds? Yeah. 3d8 plus your modifier. My baby is so smart. Alright, so we all get uh, 20 back. So we all just get an extra 20 healing and everyone feels a little bit better. And she's saying, I can heal and I choose not to. And Cuthbert just puts his hands. <sighs> Why didn't he try to kill us? 
Well, you clearly did something to upset him. No, we didn't do anything. We walked into this room, we walked around, we didn't touch anything. His vines attacked um, Cronin first, I saw it. Indeed they did. You lying sack of shit. Your house keeps trying to kill us. I have created some enemies in my life, and I need to have things to protect them. But if you walk very gently and you're very careful, nothing will come, no harm will come to you. I feel like you're just coming to my house and destroying things willy-nilly. Next time I'm going to let the fucking vines take them. Yeah. I say that out loud. So far, every time we come into your house, it kills us in one way or another. And... You've created this world, but you can't even control it because you walked in here and we were with you. You clearly weren't in peril or kidnapped or anything like that. Why did it still attack? It could be that. You're upstairs yelling at us about fucking keys, but down here you've got a room full of vines to try to swallow us and you're acting like it's our problem. Well, maybe it's been a little while since I was down here. Maybe they got a little unruly. But I ask you not to injure any more of the plants in this room. Ask your plants not to grab my feet and we won't have any more problems. Yeah, I'm not going to die for your plants, so as long as they don't attack me, we're fine. So at this point... For the um, record, we didn't attack first. At this point, Veneer's going to say, if you truly believe this was a misunderstanding, then I will ask them to no longer hurt us. And she will start speaking in these, like, interesting little... Almost like it sounds like she's, like, just breathing wind and she's just muttering. And mm. you hear her, like, make a little sound, like, wood creaking. And she then she stops after a minute and says, I explained to every creature in here that we mean them no further harm. Mm-hmm. But I recommend we move quickly. Speech of peace and leave? Yeah. And Cuthbert will say... Well, okay, help me with the chest. He got no problems ordering us around, does he? So if you go in, you're going to reach about five inches or so down to this chest, and there's big rusted handles under there. And you pull it up, and you put it on the ground. And when you pop it open, you can see that there's like, on the on the actual metal of this chest, there's little like etches in of like waves and stuff like that, and it looks very nautical on the chest. Nautical. Nautical. Okay. Like carved into it, and he says, as I said before, these are the things that I would use anytime I needed to go near water, and I figured water would be the best place to keep it. So <laughs> when you pop it open, you find a little silver cup with seashells all around it. Okay. Um, you see gauntlets with fins coming out of them. That's interesting. You see a little satchel on it, and on it there looks to be a drawing of a fish that has, like, sharp teeth coming out of it. Oh, shit. And then you see about the size of your hand, like a human hand, you see it's a stone turtle that looks, like, pearly, pearly white. Okay. And he says, hopefully these will help you along your way. And he hands them all out to you. Would you like to know what they are? Yes, please. Okay. So the cup is the cup of water breathing. When you drink from this cup, you can, it's essentially you get the effects of the spell water breathing for 24 hours. Right. Finned gauntlets give you a swimming speed of 40. Okay. Bag of teeth 
they uh, the, when you open up the little bag of piranha teeth there's these sharp little things that are looking at you and it looks like it smells like fish okay and essentially when you take this bag and put it in water fish will come and start circulating and it creates a swarm of piranhas it's essentially a spell to create piranhas to come and swarm in a specific area and whoever throws that bag into the water has control over those piranhas it's the whole bag i can't just take like a tooth i mean it's homebrew i essentially said the whole bag but maybe you could refill the bag maybe that's fine and then the turtle he will actually explain this to you that it's a figure of wondrous power. When you put the turtle into water and speak its command, it is an enormous sea turtle that can hold its breath for an hour, and you can ride it. We can it. ride it? We can ride a turtle? And you can ride it, and it can take... It has this is the best game speed. ever. Hold on, let me see. Hold its breath for an hour. It can bite, but only in defense. Okay. So you can't ask it to attack anything. Okay. You can talk to it. He understands common. He can't speak. Will he, will he talk like a stoder? If you cast speak with animals, he doesn't talk. He understands human. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crush is my father. <laughs> Mr. Turtle is my father. Name's Crush. Anyway, so he can be harnessed or you'd have to make some checks to like hold on to him. But essentially, if you just put a rope around him, he will carry you wherever you need to be. And he can take you underwater, um, and he can hold his breath for an hour. He only, the figure only will last for three hours, and he can only work three times a week. All right. So those are the things that Cuthbert hands to you as a, these are the things I used to use when I would go. Veneer, you can, like, turn into things that swim, right? Yeah, I don't need to do anything like that. I, I, I can swim on my own. Well, I would then say you take the bag of teeth. Okay. And then, Bronco, would you rather be able to breathe on the... Actually... We can all breathe. You can all drink from the goblet. Never mind. That's something we could all do. Then do you... See, I, I don't assume know... you want the goblets. I don't know what's better, though, because theoretically, I'm probably better at athletics than Bronco, so I might have a better chance at making athletics checks to swim. Mm. So, I, so I, I don't know. But if we're riding on the turtle... I'm not athletic. And they don't require attunement, right? The gauntlet, no. Then I would say we don't need to decide right now. Yeah. Let's, we'll wait till the moment whoever needs them for that specific task. Just know that we all have these items. Yeah. That's all we got for today, DM? That's all we got. All right. Thank Bought you for listening. flowers and that's it. Well done, DM. Good Ooh. session. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. We will see everyone next week.